the whole idea about about walking is to be able to contemplate is to be able to to free yourself is to be able to dance as if nobody's looking to really express yourself without being inhibited at all the idea of walking comes to me as as a very important ritual for all humans My name is Abel Selatje. I'm a cellist, composer, singer and improviser and I've written a piece called As You Are for Opera North. This is a piece about human resilience, especially going through the time that we all are, that is extremely communal for everybody. And uh, it's about finding places of refuge for each and every one of us about finding the healing process and most of all for me is also about celebrating African culture. This is going to be in the form of a sound walk in the city of Leeds and uh, what I find really interesting about that is actually mixing uh, the different cultures and you know it is so incredible that you can find so many different cultures in this space. So. It's about celebrating that and asking people to look beyond their realms and find comfort in other people's culture, find comfort in other people, and so everybody uh, can hold each other up. We've combined different facets of my experience as a musician, uh, being a classical musician and an African musician. Working with the Opera North Ensemble has been absolutely incredible. Everybody is firstly very human and very kind and everybody was hungry to make music after spending so long without making music. So we came into the room with a lot of curiosity, you know, how can African influenced music, African rhythms be played on, on classical music instruments, spending time experimenting, starting from ground zero to sounding really, really, really good. So we started with the strings. That's my home, you know. We have this kind of lyricism and we have this lush sound, chordal sound. And for me that was like the bed of the music. So the voice would sit on top, my voice and, and all the other soloists as well. And uh, it was really exciting because I got to introduce my style of playing to a bunch of string players who usually play operas, who usually play symphonic music, and uh, everybody was really ready to kind of take it in. So we started with pizzicato, you know, playing with uh, our fingers and, and dampening the sound. So you may sound maybe like ngoni, you may sound a bit like a kora. So we looked for these sounds and experimented for quite a while, you know, and then recorded this. Can we do a few bars of it? Just think of it as an echo. I'm conducting this project. I've had the great privilege of working with a number of African musicians. Uh, 
Tumani Diabate and his group and a, and a number of other really outstanding imaginative musicians uh, from that fantastic tradition in, in which Abel is in the middle of and of which he has so much knowledge and so much skill and so much artistry. I always learn so much from them. It reminds us often how the limits of notation, the limits of notation of Mozart and Puccini and things, and it's exactly the same here. There's only so much you can write down. What you really need is able to say, well, it really should sound a bit more like this, um, because it's, it's completely unnotatable. It's a language. You know, it's a language, and the, and the language that we use to try to convey that to the musicians is, is good and informative, but fundamentally fairly basic. And for us to really make this music come to life as the way it should requires us to really work with somebody who, who speaks that language perfectly fluently and, and so authentically. And what a privilege it is to work with Abel, who I've known for a number of years and for whom I have such immense respect. The other techniques, you know, looking at the African violence uh, uh, in different uh, places in Africa, so one in particular was in Lesotho. Uh, they have a beautiful violin called Sikankula, and Sikankula is played in a secular manner. So you just, instead of going left to right, you go round and round. And you get incredible overtones on the screen because you get the squeaks and the notes. And in turn, creating grooves. So let's, and then, uh. And so we did this with the, with the viola players and, you know, everybody was really getting into the it. The idea of this comes from a, uh, a violin from, from, um, from Tanzania, and it's called the Zeze. And they kind of, and also there's one called the Goji, and it's, it has this darker sound, because both hair and the string are sheep guts. So. <laughs> And we, we put that uh, in the orchestra and actually that sat so well and created a sound that sometimes you'd not think comes from an orchestra. All of these techniques, all of this kind of listening and trying to pick places that inspire me and inspire my kind of string playing was uh, one of the biggest facets that we kind of worked on. And then it came to the brass. Brass was, was amazing because we tried to create fanfare music, you know, but at the same time, in South Africa, we have this huge influence of, of Western culture. When the missionaries came to South Africa to teach, uh, you know, their religion, but also they came with the music. And this came with like four-part harmony, which my forefathers are still singing. decided to play this, this almost familiar to the Western ear type of harmony, but at the end of the day trying to play it with, 
with the kind of embouchure or color that actually brought an African sense to it. So uh, that was real cool um, to push it to that to those bounds and and hear uh, the kind of phase between African harmony and and Western harmony. Just gorgeous. Respect. Thank you. Thank Absolutely you. beautiful. Thank you. This is what's going to happen. My name's Benjamin Woodgates. I'm the arranger for As You Are. Abel would record himself and layer himself uh, singing and using his cello to map out a skeleton of what the orchestra would be doing, which he'd send to me as an audio recording. And then I would go through that layer by layer and sort of explode that into a musical score. So obviously the, the cello that Abel uses in Abel's own voice spans a pretty enormous range, but the orchestra has got an even bigger range of pitches from sort of super low to extremely high. And so it's how we would translate the range and the register of those musical ideas onto the orchestra. There was the question of colour, so what orchestral colours to use. There was a question of balance and character of the different instruments. There were points at which we would sort of expand the harmony slightly as well. What was great about this particular project with Abel was that um, the ideas that he had recorded were really, really clear and also really kind of interesting musically. So there was a kind of rich ingredient list to start with. Some of Abel's writing is incredibly rhythmically complex. And to add to that challenge is the fact that lots of his music works in more than one different time at once. This is something we found also with the percussion of Siddiqui and with the uh, Gimbri player Simo, is that we were all thinking of the same music in different times. Some of us were thinking of it in three, some of us were thinking of it in four, and that's all wonderful when you're playing it together, but when you've got to produce a score, you've got to sort of pick your route one and stick to it, and also create parts from that which an orchestra or a chorus can pick up and sight read and be able to perform really well with a couple of takes. My name is Sibiki Dambele. I'm from Ivory Coast. Today I'm playing djembe and a set of dundu. Djembe basically is a, a West African percussion instrument uh, from Manding Empire, which takes many different countries like in Mali, Senegal, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Conakry, uh, Sierra Leone, Gambia. So this instrument was uh, our first communication before the technology. And also djembe means to bring people together, main peace as well. So djembe was the first and accompanied by dundu. Dundu, as you can see, is a set of three. We have the big one in the middle, which we call the dunduba. That's like the base. Mm? 
and the one on the right side, the, the, the medium side, that's samba. So that's the identity of all the rhythm we play. And the kenkene, the smaller one, is uh, like the, the, the ingredient, the, the flavor of the rhythm. So all together is one big family, we call it Jeme or Andundu. I mean, Siddiqui Dembele, what can you say? I mean, he's um, an incredible percussionist. The reason for repetitive rhythm, the reason for uh, parts of the music coming back from the beginning and the end is that uh, in order for all of us to feel like we are grounded and we exist in the right way, ritual is very important. So. Uh, it, this piece is to encourage everybody to come as they are, but to also be curious enough to look for uh, the healing components of life in, in all aspects. For the chorus, you know, it was very important to emulate the singing of my home, you know, because that's what South Africans do. We are a nation of song. I would say sometimes more so than rhythm, but rhythm is also a very integral part of ours. I thought it'd be really important to, to create a harmony that's indicative of our religious hymns at home. But at the same time, having a feeling of rhythmic agility. So that was one of the challenges when we got together with the choir, because people who are used to singing operas or big scale works have this kind of lyricism that uh, doesn't change quite on time. We decided that the only thing we'd respect in this sense, we forget ourselves, respect the first beat. Everybody must always arrive together. No matter what you do before that, arrive together. So that was one of the things that was super challenging but also really fascinating. And we're trying to create sometimes almost extended techniques, you know, with yodeling and finding ways of extending our voices beyond our education. Uh, which is the same for me, you know, being a cellist, having learned so much of, you know, what vibrato is, uh, what, you know, uh, portamenti is, and, and actually trying to change that just through my ears and listening to the influences of my culture and bringing that uh, to the classical realm. Just once, yeah. How do you do it? Can you explain? It's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like you, because you, 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 you are in between what you can afford as your voice and then what you can't afford as your falsetto. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I sing, yeah, is actually in my mind, it's up there. Yeah. Then my voice breaks on the way down. We got it in the end. So, thinking about the surroundings that we have here in Leeds, but also surroundings that relate to everywhere else in the world. In the arcade, we have uh, a feature from the Moroccan musician Simo, uh, 
uh, and he plays gimbri and sings and, and the choir joins and this is again a joyous part of, of, of the journey uh, but actually at, at climb up it's, 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 um, it's getting to the point where we are almost on the way to the river and uh, we need to create you know, a whole lot of energy, a whole lot of voice. the arcade there's a lot to look at and uh, I decided to use uh, a lot of Tanzanian polyphony making the choir sing in different rhythms that create one beautiful rhythm and on top of this we have Simo who will be singing long lines on top uh, and kind of again a celebratory rhythmic uh, impulse and at the end of of the of the arcade is going to be a huge drum solo where you know there's a, a kind of celebration towards the river and then when you arrive at the river there'll be peace One of my favorite places to write for is the river. Water is a very important aspect of African culture. We use it uh, in ways of healing, you know, by looking at it or by taking it in. So that really got me inspired to find ways to express what water can do for us, you know. And I think it seems sometimes a trivial part of our life because it's always there. But to really zone in on, on the importance of what it does for our bodies and what it does for our minds. So that was one of the main elements. And now, moving on. Let's go. Going away from that, you know, looking in leaves, you see buildings that uh, are shaped or have the history of church. And I try to relate this with, with my world of church in South Africa to the world of church here. You know, the idea of resonance, the idea of, of secular music, and uh, the idea of praying as well. So, the corn exchange is heading to the end, you know. So, there's a, a sense of real, real hope here, and uh, a sense of joy. You can dance if you want to, and uh, you know, because it'll be winter as well, so it'll be a place of warmth. I decided that, okay, we're going to take some Bostola music. Bostola is a type of church in South Africa, um, which actually is kind of really pre-colonial, and the rhythms are the same. But then when the missionaries came, they were kind of influenced by that, and you started to hear um, the, the thread between the two. And so using church as, as a basis as well, or prayer as a basis, and... Uh, with prayer comes repetition. You know, when you ask for something, you ask for it, ask for it until, you know, there's kind of a, a revelation. Uh, as classical musicians, we're used to the change of progression, of harmony, uh, but in African music, uh, we connect the ends and you never know where the beginning is and where the end is. And so to do that with the classical musicians, we had to get into a certain sense of, of, uh, of meditation. So we put together a sequence and said, we're going to repeat this until we really feel that we are in the spirit of the music and then the red light will come on and we'll record. So I use the main part of African music, repetition and, and a circle of rhythm that I wrote for the orchestra and everybody seems to repeat this until we reach a certain place because repetition is never actually quite the same. Uh, it actually takes us somewhere.
it's fascinating to look into this circular room with all these rhythms that are extremely circular. Uh, and we'll have a, a wonderful singer and bureau player, Anna Medeka, singing crazy solo stuff on top. So this is a, a bright piece full of rhythm, full of rhythm and full of dance. And if you walk into the corner exchange, you immediately see a multitude of colors, which is uh, something that reverberates in the music as well. Yet again, I come back to the idea of ritual. I think having ritual is something that makes you feel grounded, you know. You wake up, you, you remind yourself of the things that keep you afloat or together or make you feel like that you exist in the right sense. As you are, you have to come the way you are, your problems, your happiness, your joy. So it's, it's about a sense of communal healing and it's also about a sense of ritual. You know, look at water, look at religion. Even if you're not religious, ask yourself about the world that is around you. Engross yourself in other cultures, you know, engross yourself in other people's philosophies uh, that you may be influenced and that is actually something that really heals people. So everybody has come to almost lose themselves in, in, in the different cultures and in what they see on the walk. Ah! Uh -huh.